0: Welcome to Herbal Explorations, a podcast hosted by Wilson Lau of New Herbs. Each week, we speak to leading experts about what's happening in the herbal industry.
1: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Herbal Explorations. I'd like to welcome my dear friend, John Benninger, of, uh, the VP and market leader for Supply Side Portfolio at Informa. You've all been to his supply side conferences in Vegas and where is East now, John? What's that East
0: in Secaucus? Secaucus, still in New Jersey. Still in New Jersey, um, that's right. In New New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, I was I'm hoping really you guys would People, uh, it, it's a very convenient place for a show. Uh, there's so much yeah. business right around that that area. Well, I'll be joining you guys in uh,
1: Secaucus this year, so uh, can't yeah. wait to see you there. Fantastic. Yeah. But we're here today to talk about the great virtual re- events you put together, Supply Side Network 365 and John's Morning Mingle and uh, the importance of digital events and the herbal supply chain going forward. Um, so thanks for joining me today and for launching these two wonderful virtual platforms.
0: Um, yeah, you know, it's a brave new world, right? When uh, when the pandemic began and in all the events, not just events, but travel in general, uh, just stopped, uh, I think everybody, all of us, had to try to figure out what to do, how do we adjust and how do we continue on with our businesses and our processes in in that world where we weren't able to gather or travel and and meet and that sort of thing. So just an amazing amount of innovation across uh, the entire economy, not just even in our industry uh, with companies figuring out how to do it. Yeah, I think the key was really figuring out how to do these things and
1: how to get you know, to foster connectivity and connections in a time where we're locked in our homes and by ourselves or with our families and really didn't have that interaction with our colleagues and uh, friends in the industry. So I think uh, what you've done has been great. I I really want to tell people that are listening to the show to join you for your morning mingle and networking. I think the platform's great and it's just a good way to sort of network among your peers and um, it was really enjoyable. I did it uh, yesterday and I'm gonna go uh, join next week because next week is product development if I remember correctly.
0: That is correct, yeah. So it's every Thursday and it's uh, it's speed networking, video-based speed networking. So we've all been doing a ton of that with Zoom and Teams and, and all these other things. Uh, we're using a, a platform here that we find Really easy to use, you know, a lot of the over the last year, well, two years uh, with all of the digital activities, whether they were virtual events or trade shows or gatherings or whatever they were, um, a lot of experimenting and, and some went well and some didn't. You know, we've all <laughs> participated in those things online that were great, and we've pl- participated in plenty of them that were frustrating or difficult to use or or whatever. And this one we really we really like. So it's new for us; we're still learning. But it's every Thursday, and uh, each Thursday there's a little bit of a theme. The first one we did was for CEOs and owners and entrepreneurs and, and executive level leadership. Uh, the one that we just did yesterday was for marketing and business development and communications people primarily and then the one next week as you mentioned is for r&d and product development formulation and food science and nutrition science and and those sorts of roles Mm -hmm. and then the the one after that the following week will be for supply chain and purchasing and qaqc and all that but that said anyone can join anytime it's open to anyone so uh, you know if you uh, we're just trying to put a little bit of framework around it for people, but yeah, everybody's welcome to join anytime time to do a little bit of uh, speed networking and mingling and ex- expand their networks. It's great.
1: I think um, I-, I would almost encourage uh, you to add like a five-minute topic of interest in the beginning it's just uh, yeah. as an icebreaker. Um, maybe it'd be a good way to get people to come listen to uh, one of their peers talk about something
0: interesting. But uh Absolutely. That's a great idea, actually. We, uh, so so this platform we're using for this feed networking, we're using it for the Morning Mingle every Thursday, uh, but we're also applying it. I'm really excited. My colleague, uh, Sandy Almendera is our, our uh, Senior Content Director for the Supply Side Portfolio, which includes Supply Side, all the events, but also Natural Products Insider and Food and Beverage Insider. Uh, we do a lot of online, and we have for years, a lot of online webinars and panel discussions and different types of of events with those brands that our uh, content team and our editors lead uh, at the tail end of each one of those now we're going to have one of these uh, speed networking events so it's kind of cool i think because you know we've all attended plenty of webinars and panel discussions online whether they're live or, or taped or what have you And they're great, but a lot of times, you know, you're passive in the audience. Maybe you can submit some questions and in that sort of thing, but you can't really meet other people real easily. And and so with this, you can. So at the end of each of these uh, panel discussions or or webinars, we'll just go, for those who want to, uh, we'll be able to go into this, uh, the speed networking environment. And that way, the speakers, uh, the presenters, the audience, uh, sponsors, underwriters, will have a chance to actually meet each other one-on-one. Uh, around that, whatever that common theme was for, for that uh, program. That's great. That's a great use of that platform. I'm really excited
1: to, uh, once that gets launched, to be part of it. How do you see people using these virtual platforms and others like them in the discovery and networking process, especially in relation to our dietary supplement slash herbal supplement industry?
0: I think it's really evolving and it's evolving fast. You know, When, when uh, the pandemic first hit and everything literally shut down, uh, our team pulled together and said, okay, what do we do? I think every company did that, right? Y'all pulled together and said, what do we do? How are we gonna manage this? Uh, how are we gonna keep our current processes going? And then how are we gonna uh, do new things to uh, try to uh, keep uh, communications alive and, and all that? And so we it's evolved a lot since then. So we're not at a point now where everything's completely shut down. We're seeing a return to events, thank goodness. Uh, I was just at uh, a conference earlier this week. Uh, We're seeing a return to travel. Certainly there are still, we're not not out of the woods yet, but uh, things are uh, moving forward. And so uh, it's evolving very rapidly. So what we're trying to do is really listen, listen to the industry and the audience, uh, people throughout the industry, whether they're running companies, if they're involved in purchasing or selling or product development, uh, uh, whatever it is, and try to learn from them where, they're still experiencing disruption where uh, they would like some help or some efficiencies. You know whether that's discovering ingredients or suppliers or making connections with people or uh, learning uh, those sorts of things, and so you know we're not done i don't think we'll ever be done we're in this hybrid world now you know we we used to talk about you know physical and virtual or in person and digital and, and like they were separate and i guess you could separate them but they're not really they're they're all one and the same and they're just a part of our toolbox now for how we communicate with each other and conduct our business and work internally with our teams and our employees and colleagues and that's not going to change we you know the we're never going to go back. We're only going to go forward, and I'm excited about the new forward. What that looks like because I, it, it's that hybrid combination of the physical and the digital. And how do we take the best of both and have them actually not just coexist, uh, but make each other better? You know, there are things we can do to uh, to take advantage of both and really get creative and do some amazing things that we probably should have been doing a little more of before the pandemic, but sometimes it takes a good crisis to, <laughs> to drive that innovation.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like a good crisis to uh, drive uh, change. Uh, as you know, I prefer in-person events, but going forward, like you said, I think you know we live in this hybrid world, we're not gonna go back. It's not gonna be pure digital, not pure in-person. Do you think that, that conferences going forward will be hybrid events, or do you think the digital component will be more like the connective tissue to fill in the gaps between live events? Or what do you see? Yeah. How do you see it working
0: out? I, I think it's absolutely both. Uh, certainly the always on, the beauty of the digital and, and virtual world. And you know we see it even beyond our industry with talk of the metaverse and uh, yeah. virtual reality and augmented reality and technology. There's just so many cool things going on that are affecting us, not just in business, but in our personal lives at every part of our, our life. And that's exciting. So it's always on. So definitely, you know, throughout uh, the year, but uh, at the events, it's also something really powerful we see. So we think of it a lot, the, uh, you know, when, when we first started talking about what do we do and how do we build this and what should it look like? We, th- we, we thought a lot about the uh, sporting events world. So if you think about a baseball game or a football game or a soccer match or whatever, Um, It's a live in-person event, you know, where you have people there in the stadium having that experience, but it's simultaneously uh, a virtual event for the people experiencing it, whether they're streaming it or watching it on uh, television or uh, however they're uh, live engaged with that event. And it's one audience, one is there physically, one is there in some other way. Uh, but they're all there and it's all the audience and you're serving that entire audience but the experience is a little bit different some of it's shared and some of it's unique to whether you're there physically or or there in some other way virtually so like during a uh, a break in innings you know if you're at the physically at the game maybe the, the mascots running around shooting t-shirts into the crowd and music's playing and there's stuff going on uh and, and all that and if you're experiencing it uh, uh, virtually there may be commercials, there may be maybe interviews with coaches or updates on statistics or other games and, and all that. And, and then you come back together for the live action. So we think of our physical events much in the same way. Uh, we have a virtual audience. We have a really large virtual audience. And if you think about accessibility in particular, not everybody can go to every show. Uh, maybe it doesn't fit for them time-wise, maybe it's the distance, maybe it's the, the budget and the expense. they're a smaller company or someone that's newer in their career and and they just don't have that budget to go for four days to some conference somewhere and and have all that uh, money spent Um, how can we use uh, virtual and digital to expand access to this information whether it's education sessions and panel discussions and content at the events uh, or even connections at the events the ability to uh, have meetings or, or connect with people or companies. And that's what we're really excited about, is that hybrid, that hybrid thinking, that uh, how do we serve these unique audiences based on how they're engaged with the event, uh, and it's not one or the other, it's, it's both. I love your sporting metaphor. I think when
1: one event that I've been to, sporting event that is really hybrid in nature because there's no other way really to consume it in person. Is uh, UFC fights because if someone's facing one direction and you're facing the wrong direction, you can't see anything. Um, so you're you're forced to look up at the televised the screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because unlike any other sporting event, it's just there's no it's just different angles. But in that sport, there's only there's there's a dead angle where you can't see anything. <laughs> right. You might right. as well just you know go on your phone and go check your email or something instead. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, What are some of the, what's the biggest opportunities you see
0: for ingredient companies in the digital space? Oh boy, Uh, there are so many, you know, the beauty of digital, and, and this isn't new, this was around before the pandemic. Again, we've all been so focused on it because of the pandemic, because it forced us to do these things, but, you know, Zoom and Teams, and a lot of the stuff that we've all been applying these last couple of years, those were around and, and some people were using them, but a lot of people, a lot of us weren't really leaning into it because we didn't have to, even though maybe we should have. So I think that uh, expanded connectivity is kind of the big bucket that it all fits into. If I'm an ingredient company, what am I trying to do? Uh, well, uh, one, I'm trying to create really effective, safe, healthy, successful ingredients. That are useful so that people can make these awesome products, whether they're foods or beverages or supplements or personal care products or whatever they are. And so innovation, driving that innovation, uh, this opens up all kinds of opportunities on that level, I think, to one, discover uh, whether it's science, uh, discover people, you know, uh, we are finally back in a hiring mode here at Informa. You know, we had a tough couple of years there, not being able to hold any events, not really yeah. good for our business, you know, uh, but we are back in a hiring mode and we have a lot to do because we, uh, you know, just the last couple of years have been so disruptive for us. And the beauty of digital is, um, gosh, we uh, look at the talent pool, you know, and now with accessibility the way it is through digital and, and Zoom and video and all these different tools that we have, it's really uh, just enhanced the ability to find talent wherever that talent is and uh, bring it in and be a part of the team. So that's exciting, not just for us, but for every company, I think, that, that chooses to embrace that uh, approach. Uh, and then it's also, uh, how do we drive that creative innovation process? You know, the, it, the ability to share information faster more efficiently, uh, it, it's it's just incredible. So I think that helps companies a lot. And then access to the markets and access to people. So let's say I have that ingredient, I have my science all buttoned up, regulatory, everything, I'm ready to go. And now it's time for me to to get out there to the market and, and make some deals and have some conversations and all that. Trade shows are gonna remain important for that, obviously. They're great, nothing like face-to-face. Uh, we believe in it, we love it. And, and I hear that over and over from people, especially as shows have started to return how excited they are to get together in person. Uh, But digital allows us to do things throughout the year and have those conversations throughout the year. I've talked to quite a few people in R&D and purchasing and product development roles uh, in the industry at at consumer packaged goods companies and supplement companies and all that during the pandemic in particular. And they're really excited about this this digital opportunity. For instance, the one that you mentioned ours, uh, Supply Side Network 365, We have a uh, large and expanding database of those ingredient suppliers as well as suppliers of contract manufacturing and packaging and testing services and and all the things you need to put a product together and ingredients themselves with quite a bit of detail on them and people are people are using that they're they're saying wow this is cool because they can filter it many different ways. Let's say they're working on an immune health product or an organic salad dressing or whatever it is they're trying to make. Um, There are these filters in there so they can find ingredients that they may not have heard of. So for the ingredient supplier, I think it's a great opportunity to get in front of more people more efficiently and uh, drive conversations, drive leads, and and eventually drive more business. As I'm
1: listening to you, I I have identified Three three big themes that I think ingredient companies uh, can really do use this digital opportunity in hybrid uh, work environment. Um, I love your I love your comment about a distributed workforce and uh, access to a greater and talented labor pool. That's wonderful. I think it's true of all industries. I think also as we enter the hybrid world, our physical needs also are changing. Like. Five years ago, 10 years ago, who cared about blue light? Now we got blue light glasses, we got blue light supplements. So it's not only, you know, there's innovation that needs to happen to accommodate our usage as well, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is that's really exciting as I'm listening to you talk about conferences is how do we use our digital tools that we're using on an everyday basis to sort of increase the velocity of our sales flow right now i no longer have to be like hey john let me go home and go back to the office and go check and then i'll send you an email and get you all the details like we can literally be saying hey i you need to run we can get you on the line you know on march or you got this ingredient in march i'm going to prepare all the paperwork when you get home, you have a digital document ready for to to sign or e-sign it. And now um, maybe what would traditionally take a month, we can actually get done in a week or two, you know, or even quicker, right? I think yeah. as we can also employ the tools that we're using on an everyday basis at the conferences to sort of push deal and flow quicker and help address our clients, serve our clients better, in fact, because... Now we no longer have to go back and forth and do we, we can do it live as we're intaking information or right after the meeting, we already can start processing what they need and helping them solve their issues.
0: Yeah. I think that's the promise of digital and, it, and it's already happening and it's already, and it's been happening for a while, but compressing that timeline, you know, mm-hmm. making it more efficient and, it, and it's happening and it's just going to continue to happen as we figure out how to use these different technologies, how to put, them together. And, and, you know, user experience is a big part of it with, with digital. That's something we've known for a while and we continue to focus on. And we have a lot of work to do in that area still, but it has to be easy. Uh, it has to be enjoyable. You know, uh, we've all had those experiences where it's not easy or it's not enjoyable and, and maybe you have to use it because the work needs to get done. But ideally. It would be easy and enjoyable as well as productive. So that's what we're focused on as we continue to try and build this stuff and listen to the needs of the the, uh, industry and and serve those needs the best that we can. But, yeah, it's super exciting. I I have to tell you, I just, you know, it's moving so fast. Uh, I can't imagine even where we'll be a year from now with the way that we do things and how much more effective and efficient we are. Uh, It's a great time to be involved in stuff like this.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing that two herb people are talking about UI and UX, user, <laughs> user interface and user experience. Like, who, who are we? <laughs> you know, we're not talking about, you know, constituents and the soil type. And it's just, you know, I think the reality is all industries are becoming digitalized. It doesn't matter if you're growing things or your actual Microsoft and tech company is all, you know, the tools are... Invasive and everywhere. So we have no choice but to adapt. So I think that's a great thing that, you know, we are starting this conversation, even though we're at at heart, really true herb nerds and whatnot. But, you know, the sign of the time says, Urbanists need to know UI and UX too.
0: <laughs> That's it. It's, you know, it's, it's just another tool in the tool bag, right? Um, I, you know, yeah, I've been around a long time in this industry, so I can think back on all kinds of technologies, you know, that we used to use uh, when they were uh, timely and appropriate, and we don't use some of them, and some of them have lasted. Uh, but it's always been about how do we do things better and faster and, and that sort of thing. And it's there's so much going on from blockchain and digitization and big data and artificial intelligence and uh, uh machine learning uh robotics uh 3d printing you know you think about all these things that are happening simultaneously a good friend of mine and a good friend of the industry who's been around in the industry for quite some time uh dr sky leininger he was the founder of health notes uh mm-hmm. and uh, and a great guy uh he teaches a course at portland state university right now we had him as a guest speaker for our internal team and it was just really just kind of mind-blowing but inspiring at the same time he teaches a course on the Uh, the uh, convergence of exponential technologies. So if you think about that, exponential technology is increasing exponentially right now in in all these areas that I just mentioned, robotics and big data and AI and and all that stuff. And as you combine different uh, of these technologies, you can get really creative and innovative. And we're already seeing that impact in our society and in our businesses and in our industry. And that's not gonna slow down. So uh, we think about that a lot, gets kind of up here a little bit and then you have to bring it back down to an application level and okay so what does that mean we should actually do uh, but it creates all kinds of opportunity for innovation and creativity as we figure out better ways to serve our consumers and deliver great products and run our businesses that's absolutely correct and thanks for joining us
1: after spending all week at uh, a orga- at the organic and natural conference uh, what were your big takeaways from this year's event? Like, what, did you, what was something that you can share
0: with the audience that was like, you guys got to start thinking about this thing? <laughs> or, uh, well, first, the big takeaway was people are just really happy to get together in person. Uh, and we've seen that you know we've done a few events uh last year we obviously were able to have supply side west and natural products expo east and uh the crn conference was fantastic and again at organic and natural health this week just a lot of joy a lot of people really thrilled to reconnect with uh people they've known for years and and make new connections with uh people they haven't known and so that's going to continue i think as as we return to these gatherings so that's uh, that was a given, but uh, also just a lot of interesting ideas put forward there, and and some that you know I'm pretty deep into the industry here. I'm, I go to a lot of events. I'm involved with a lot of different groups and have a lot of conversations. And still, there's so much going on. Uh, every time I go to one of these events, I learn stuff that I just didn't even know existed. There was one example: uh, a company that is uh, offering uh, clinical, excuse me, uh, uh, research. Using uh, nematodes, worms, these tiny little uh, worms to do instead of doing uh, in uh, vitro or even in some cases in vivo like animal mm-hmm. studies. And the information that was presented just kind of opened my eyes to the potential here to um, continue to think about new ways we can approach the same challenges. You know, in this case, it was a technology that allows to get results a lot faster and a lot cheaper. And we all know how important. Uh, those studies can be whether it's safety or toxicology, if you've got acute toxicology, those sorts of things. And, and this company is presenting a whole new way to think about that, which uh, was really cool. So that was one. Uh, There's a lot of discussion about um, the bigger mission of our industry. You know, yeah, we're businesses and we have to, you know, pay the bills and, and, uh, Make a profit and and all that stuff, obviously. That, you know, but that is that really the mission, you know, and that's why I love this industry because it's not. we have to do those things. But the mission is bigger than that. It's a bigger purpose. It's building a better world. it's delivering more health for more people and more access to healthy products. and, and this can really have an impact on our societies and on our communities. Uh, and our loved ones. So uh, a lot of discussion on that, and I find that just very inspiring. So it's not just, oh, we get up today and we do our job because we have to get these tasks done and hit these numbers and goals. Yes, we absolutely have to do all those things, but it's the why behind all of that. And this group in particular was really focused on the why. What are we doing about the environment and how can regenerative agriculture uh, play a role there? And what can we do to move that forward even faster? You know, so that we can deal with these really big challenges that the world is facing. How do we address disparities in healthcare and access? We may have all these wonderful herbal products and dietary supplements and organic foods, uh, but if the people who need them the most don't have access to them, what are we going to do about that? that are, are we OK with that? I don't think we are. Uh, and so this group was talking a lot about those big ideas, too, and that uh, I think um it's just inspiring, it's why we wake up each day excited to uh, do what we do, uh, because yeah, you know, again, like I said, we have to make a profit, we're running businesses, we might have shareholders or investors, and all that stuff remains true. But the why behind it is so much uh, bigger than that, and it's, uh, it's great to get together with a group of people that think that way, and it just reinforces it and reminds you of that uh, higher purpose that we're all here to serve. So uh, for me, that was the biggest takeaway, just coming back you know, renewing that well of inspiration to uh, keep working, even when things get challenging, even when things are daunting, to say, you know what, this is really important stuff that we're doing here. That's awesome.
1: And I think purpose, 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 right? And uh, what is our purpose? So I, I, love, I love ending on that note. And uh, let's uh, talk soon. And can't wait to see you at uh, Expo in uh, March.
0: Can't wait to see it. Thanks for having me on, Wilson, and uh, keep it up. Uh, I've watched a couple of these interviews. It's really insightful, and I uh, can't wait to see the ones you're going to do in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the business of herbs and botanicals, visit newherbs.com. To keep listening to great episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, or Spotify, and make sure to give us a rating, too.